Now notice the next one in that verse. Not that I speak from want or need, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstance I'm in. Contentment. Ben, this is really, I honestly believe, is the sort of the answer to one of the things we were talking about here. Because when you're, when you're totally full with the fullness of Jesus, you're content in whatever circumstance you're in. No matter what circumstance. I'm sort of kind of stuck on the relationship, Bill, because the, the first one that comes to my mind in this is Jen Edwards. Jen Edwards had received a word from the Lord that Dustin Wower was to be her husband. Well, Jen was a woman that just, she satisfied herself with Jesus. She was the one that really introduced us, dwelling place, to, uh, uh, what's the dude's name at IHOP? Song of Solomon Studies. Yeah, Mike Bickle. Yeah, Mike Bickle studies on Song of Solomon. Jen was a a woman, just loved Jesus. But Jen was interesting. When she gets this word from the Lord, she's just content with Jesus. She, Dustin was living here in Christiansburg. Jen moved away to another city. And she goes, I just don't want to be in a place that I would control or manipulate or expose myself to this any way, shape, or form. I'm just going to totally separate myself from it. This God, it's going to happen. And she just went into a place of just being totally content in whatever circumstance she was in. She didn't need to be near Dustin at all. And it was kind of amazing to me. I'll never forget this. Jen had moved down to Salem. It was down there. Dustin lived down here. They didn't see each other. And then one night, a friend, mutual friend of all of ours, came up to visit Paul and I. when we lived in Reiner. And all of a sudden, you know, this friend's here visiting, and we're sitting in our living room just talking to this friend, and all of a sudden, Dustin and Jen, they come walking in the door together, and I'm going, well, that's kind of interesting. And they go, and I thought they'd come here to visit Cap, Breckenridge, and, uh, and when they get there, they say, hey, we just, uh, want to, uh, just share some news and ask you something, uh, will you marry us? And I'm going, what? Because I knew what was going on. I knew in the past, known in the past that Jen, you know, loved Dustin, and I knew Dustin could care less, really. I mean, not care less in the mean sense, but whether, but he had nothing for Jen. I mean, he really did not. He had, he had no, des- no desires for a relationship with Jen. But God, Jen just totally satisfied herself with the reality of who Jesus was, and God just brings, and all of a sudden, I mean, it's like, I think that was September, and they're getting married the first of November. Six or seven kids later, they live in Orange, Virginia right now. Precious people, hardcore lovers of Jesus. No part of dwelling place for a while. But what Jen was in, a place that Jesus was the fulfiller of her needs, she's content. So guess what? The reality is, y'all, if you're not content in whatever circumstance you're in, guess what? That's a signal. Your needs are not fulfilled or met in Jesus. Whenever you get that anxious, nervous feeling, that's a signal that you're messed up. What's, what is another? Look at Philippians 4.13. Another symptom. Not symptom, or one, another characteristic of a man or woman of God who's filled with the fullness of Jesus. What does it say? I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. That is the man or woman of God who's filled with the fullness of Jesus. You look at, uh, you look at the children of Israel. 
when God brought children of Israel. Joshua and Caleb, filled with the reality of who God was, who what God, God was, God God is and was, and then the ten spies who were leaking like a sieve. They didn't know who they were. They had the grasshopper syndrome. We became like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so also we were in theirs. They didn't know who they were. But Joshua and Caleb, well, you know, Joshua and Caleb, you know, these ten spies are going, the other ten, they gave a bad report. Oh, we can't take them. They're giants. Oh, the land is flowing with milk and honey. But Joshua and Caleb, filled with the fullness of who God is, going, if our God is pleased with us, he will deliver them into our hands. Let's go. I love to be around a man or woman of God that does not tell me why they cannot do something. I love being around a man or woman of God that's going, okay, if it's God, we're going to do it. I, you know, I guess I, I'm kind of one of those people that uh, I guess, and also that's where you can get yourself in trouble. Because you're going, oh, this looks like an impossibility. Okay, let's do it. Because, you know, you know, you just, you get it. There's a, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to say this and hear this right. Mature standpoint. Well, I don't know for y'all. Y'all know me. But you know, there's such an awesome rush out of seeing God do the impossible. Because when you're filled with fullness of Him, you know, you, you know what Graham Cook said, you can never find comfort in what God does. Because why? He's always doing the what? Impossible. Because the righteous man has to live by what? Faith. Faith is assurance of things hoped for and evidence of things what? Not seen. So he's going to fulfill your needs always out of something you cannot see. You know, Melania, that's what you've got the opportunity here. Coming into a land that she ain't seeing nothing. She, I mean, people talk funny. They rednecks and hillbillies and, you know, and nothing's like, I mean, the crazy thing that got her was even the toilet's different. Yeah, I mean, that blew her out of the water. Why do you want to have it float instead of sink? <laughs> you know, I mean... <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a good theory. I mean, why? <laughs> I mean, it was a good, good question. More, too much information. Well, that's all right. y'all are used to me. So. But I mean, those things are relevant. I mean, what I'm saying is, is, you think that's funny, but I'm gonna tell you this: you get into a foreign land where nothing is alike that you know, and you'd be surprised how much security you get off of what you smell, taste. And hear and see. That's why y'all need to give a lot of mercy to Melena and Sasha. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Rodman, you didn't tell me. You told <laughs> But I mean, you gotta hear the reality of that. But I don't know what it's just got to do with I can do all things. I mean, but the reality is, y'all, that a man or woman of God who's filled with the fullness of Jesus, they're not looking for an excuse why something can happen. They're looking for the reason why God's going to do it. Because you know that your God is a what? Will do, all things are possible to those who believe. You with me? Fifth principle, fourth principle, sorry. Verse 17. 
The man or woman of God, the characteristic man or woman of God, who does not, who, I mean, not, who is satisfied and filled with the fullness of who Jesus is. I love verse 17. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit, which increases to your account. What is he trying to say there? Not that I seek for the gift itself, but I seek for the profit, which is for your benefit. See, Paul knew without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus satisfied our needs. He didn't need their money. He was not after it for him. What he knew was, his heart was, he's so filled with the fullness of who Jesus is, that you know what? He's not looking for his needs to be fulfilled. He's looking for the, uh, the needs of others to be fulfilled. A man or woman of God who's filled with the fullness of who Jesus is lives a life looking to fulfill the needs of others. And that is a massive revelation. You think about Jesus. That's what Jesus did. He was filled with the fullness of who God the Father was. And he gave everything that we might have. What? Everything. Could you imagine a church that does not think, speak, act out of want? And that where every member or part of the body of that church is looking and living to fulfill and satisfy the needs of others. You would never have anybody say this. Well, I can't go to that church, so it's just not fulfilling my, my needs. I'm not feel like I'm getting fed. Why? Because they... A man or woman of God who's filled with the fullness of Jesus? Guess what? They're not in that church there because, quote, to be fed. They're they're being filled with the fullness. They're filled with the fullness of Jesus. And they're looking to what? Give. And that's the man or woman who's filled with the fullness of Jesus. Now you think about this. How many worship services are you in? That were you or your soul thoughts is going, what is God saying to me for me? That could be a a symptom that you're in a place, that you're in a place of lack. Because one of the major things that when we come together, now there's a time, y'all, there's a time like two weeks ago in the elders meeting. I walked in the elders meeting and I'm going, okay, you guys, I'm screwed up. I'm overwhelmed. Help. You know, and so you 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 feel free to holler out. I'm not saying that you know, there's not moments that we're we need the body to not be you know need people to pick us up, or where you got mamas that look at you and you're in a, and go, don't you do another thing? You go home right now. And you go okay. I'm not saying this, but we have those, but. When there's in a place of fullness of Jesus, the normal thing is you look to satisfy the needs of others. Now, the last one is the fifth one, is Philippians 4.19. Now, y'all, it is very easy to read this passage and think in this thing religiously. But when Paul says, my God shall, the word supply there is not the Greek word for supply. The word there for sly is the Greek word for fulfill or complete. It's the same Greek word that's back there in Colossians 1.19. My God shall fulfill, I mean, his Father's good pleasure for all fullness to dwell in him. But see, the man or woman of God whose needs are fulfilled in Jesus, they know where their source is. 
Yeah, what God's, what I was sharing with you earlier about the $183,000 is a testimony of one of the things that God is affirming into my heart is that, you know, what I need is not the peripheral things. What I need is Jesus. When in doubt, just say, Jesus. You know, Ben, I mean, Ben's question to me was, how do you know it's a want? I'm going to be honest with you. I'll say this to y'all. How do you know when it's something you don't, not, not something you don't need? I needed $183,000. But the question is, y'all, what is my heart focused on? What is my heart longing for? When, when my heart is longing for the object more than my heart's longing for Jesus, I'm screwed up. You hear me? Singles, I'm going to say this. When your heart's longing for the relationship with a guy or a girl, depending on what sex you are, more than Jesus, you're out of balance. You're being set up by the enemy. Now, don't be afraid to come to me going asking the Lord to, about what God's saying to you about relationships. But, but, but I'll be honest with you. When I see people, well, you know, that's when I see people texting and addicted to texting. We'll 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 show why that's a serious issue earlier. When you see that happening to people, guess what? That's a symptom of something, somebody hungry, thirsty. Facebook. Facebook is a huge one. It is a it is a major Facebook is a place I'm not saying Facebook's evil, but what Facebook is is a place for a lot of many people to put straws in other people and that's all it is, a big saw straw sucker. People are sucking on each other all over the world. <laughs> I mean, really? Y'all, no, a married woman, wife of a pastor, husband busy in ministry, frustrated with her husband because he's not there for her, entertains on Facebook words from another guy and the steps to an affair began by Facebook. Not that Facebook was the problem. The problem was the need there and it was the vehicle for the straw to be stuck in another person's soul. So, I mean... But when your heart is, y'all, you're convinced that Jesus is the need filler. When you get in need, now y'all, you're going to face this in this world. In fact, God will do work in you. He will lead you into wildernesses where you will be in an atmosphere of lack. And the question is, when you get in that atmosphere of lack, where do you go? Will you sedate? With a substance? Do you sedate? Dan was sharing with us, like sedate with video games? Do you sedate with spider solitaire? You know, 
You know, there's many sedations. Food, shopping, you know, or substance, like I think I already said. But, you know, here's the crazy thing here, y'all. This is the place. When you're in that place that you're thirsty, where you're in that place and you go, I need Jesus. So with all your heart, you go there. Think about Jeremiah 29:11, where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a future and a hope. But then you realize what it says in verse 12, 13, and 14. When the subject matter in 11 is plans, then all of a sudden 12, 13, and 14, the subject matter is God. It says, When you search for me and seek for me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Be in that place that when you go, Jesus is it. When you get in a need. Now, hear what it is, y'all. Here's the, here's the test for you. What I want to ask you to do is evaluate some environments of lack that you have been in lately. Whether finances, relationships, uh, love, whatever it may be. And my question for you to do, for us to do, where did you go? Where did your heart go? Did it go to someone, something, or anything?